Hi everybody, welcome back to Question It. It's our second episode. Thank you so much for the great feedback last week. You can catch us on YouTube again and you can catch us on Apple Podcasts. Now we've got our same team back, bar one, um, which is really, really exciting. We've got actress, singer, voiceover artist, Jennifer Siang. We've got actress and writer, Donna Preston. We've got actress and presenter, Sarah Jane Honeywell. We've got director, filmmaker, Leon Lopez, and tank top in Hollywood. Oh, you're such a That's what we do now. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. So he doesn't forget that he was once an actor. Brilliant. (laughs) And somebody is just, I love this man. When I first met him, he's just so incredible. And um, he's a poet spoken word artist and he's an activist and when you couldn't love him anymore i found out for the first time yesterday that he's actually a nurse i mean he's just incredible. <laughs> i mean please it's nash paragon langley welcome welcome yeah. hey um and we nash released a really incredible video um last week called are you uncomfortable and we're going to have a look at it and then we're going to discuss afterwards yeah, let's take a look. Are you uncomfortable with the fact celebrities buy black bodies like commodities? Are you uncomfortable with the number of dead black bodies during COVID-19? Are you uncomfortable with the fact we won't let this go? Are you uncomfortable enough to lower your voice when you use the word black to describe a person? Are you uncomfortable knowing they used our peaceful protest to execute us in eight minutes? Are you uncomfortable knowing they swapped the rope for a knee on blooded streets? Are you uncomfortable with stop and search? Are you uncomfortable with the fear mothers feel when their black sons leave the house? Are you uncomfortable with the words, I can't breathe? Are you more uncomfortable with the looting or the murder? Are you uncomfortable? Are you uncomfortable yet? Are you fucking uncomfortable? We don't wanna have to wait another year. We don't wanna have to cry another year. It's just so, so powerful. Nash, please tell me the, the, the tell us all the story behind it. Um. So um. So that wasn't made to sound like exasperated, but it's just you know. <laughs> I was I was I was in bed um, at like three o'clock in the morning and um, I couldn't sleep. It was like it was really sort of like within that first sort of like seven days after the George Floyd killings and we were starting to see like protests slightly pop up here and there. Um, but what was happening is there was this. Sorry, I found myself going between Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and the news. And I found myself getting more and more sort of like worked up and, and, and uncomfortable with the whole situation. So much so that I was on the ward um, and I was talking to some of the nurses there and I started crying. So anyway, I come off shift, I go home um, and I try to sleep that night and it's three o'clock in the morning um, and I can't sleep. I'm uncomfortable and I don't understand why, what it is. Um, and my, my other half is like slept right next to me. And he's fast asleep, sound asleep. And in my head, I'm like, how can you be asleep at this moment? I'm so angry, but I'm not angry at him per se. I'm angry at the fact that other people don't have to feel this. Like other people just don't have, it, it doesn't have to register for them. And so I wrote a post on Facebook, um, uh, which was really angry, but it wasn't accusing anybody of anything. It was literally just asking people like, look, are you uncomfortable with this? Or if you're not uncomfortable with that, are you uncomfortable with this? 
Are you uncomfortable with this? And just like, I, it was just like all these things that I was uncomfortable with. Why aren't you? Um, so then I, I've, I, I write a lot. So anyway, there was a bit of another poem anyway that I had written a while back um, because like a lot of people think that I've, I'm just coming to this kind of concept now and it's not, it's something that I've been writing over the last sort of like six years or seven years. You know what I mean? I've been writing for 10 and, you know, it started off gay and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm bored with that. Um, <laughs> no, but like, it's like, I, I said all I can say on that subject um, because there are so many other people fighting for, for that. And I just feel like kind of like as a black gay man, people have stopped fighting for us um and everyone's comfortable because they've kind of got a bit of privilege now um and yeah so that's that's kind of where it all sort of came from and i had a friend reach out to me and be like look your post has kind of made me think a little bit and has made me uncomfortable because i think the first post i put was white people you're mighty quiet because i see friends post up for anything like literally for anything and it's like okay cool but you're seeing people like my, my kin die on a daily and you're not saying anything you're not doing anything like what is that why 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 aren't you um like like we're supposed to be like if we're supposed to be one race and all this sort of stuff why aren't you saying anything like you will come and say to me oh it's not black and white we're all one race we're all one family but you're silent you're completely silent. So what is that? What, why aren't you saying? And this is where it all came from. Anyway, that was a long story into that. No, little bit. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Can I ask, sorry, just because I was a little bit involved in the process afterwards. Can you tell us a little bit more about the people who were involved and stuff and making it happen? Right, like, okay, so, music so, okay. wise? so I, I had a friend of mine, Sam. Um, Sam Lont, who's um, a, a great DJ, um, and I don't think he gets the recognition he deserves on the scene. Um, and he is someone that I've got a lot of appreciation for because he will, he is, and not that I feel I have to teach him anything, but he will hold his hands up and say, I don't know, can you point me in the direction of something? Um, and at this point here, he was like, look, I, I have an idea. Um, I've seen your post, I have an idea. Do you have anything else to make a first first? And we sat down and we created that. And then there was another young girl that I used to teach poetry to um, at um, Raw, Raw London, shout out to them. Um, and uh, Izzy, beautiful soul, beautiful young girl. Um, and I was like, look, could you write a chorus for this please? Could you put something together? Um, you know, and we were kind of sat in the studio together and just kind of vibing and working on something and what came out is what came out and you'll see her in the video oh my gosh she's 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 amazing she's such a sweetheart um and then and then um leon had reached out to me um i think like a few days before actually before we actually recorded the piece um uh, and was like look i want to do something i'm not sure what it is we can do um so we recorded this and i was like sam wanted to record the video and i was like no sam um i love you um but you produce like and that's your specialty there right let me get someone that knows how to direct knows how to film to film this properly like i have someone close that is in the industry that knows the job and really wants to create something like and i'm quite like you know when you've got something when you've got your own child and you're quite happy to sort of say like look i know you can like you can help this have impact 
So you hand it over to them, and that's what I was like. So I had to hand over the poem to him first to create the track, and I we had to hand the track over to Leon to create the video. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's it, it, it was just it was just I don't want to say perfect storm, but it was just a coming together of of creatives and artists trying to create something in a moment. Um, yeah, that was it's just it's just yeah. Oh, thank you, it was amazing that you actually had a, a, a white singer sing the, you know, yeah. because yeah. it's cohesive. And I think as well, the audience don't feel completely excluded mm. in a way yeah. that I could, or, or attacked. It was like, hang on, we're all in this together. And I think that's what yeah. I got from it. It was amazing. What Sarah, Sarah, Donna, what, Jen, what did you, what, tell me what you, what you think. Jen, go first. Oh my God, I just even don't know where to start. I mean, first I just feel like I'm going to leave because I'm not a nurse and I don't teach people poetry. (laughs) (laughs) Inadequate right now. So, I mean, it's amazing. God, I feel quite emotional as well because of all this stuff that's going on with the arts at the minute. And you are just like rising above it all, still creating. Oh, Jen. Because you're going to make me emotional. We can't cry on the second episode. (laughs) I wasn't intending to. Gosh. Um, (laughs) Yeah. What can I say? Just, yeah, really powerful. And more even, um, I'd love you to just, we had a sort of like pre-chat and you were starting to talk about your younger brother. Um. I think that was really something powerful. And actually, I think that's what's got me. So maybe you could just talk about that for a second, Nash. Um, so me and my brother have had a tenuous relationship ever since we were kids. Um, he was the he was the smart intellectual one um, and the one that, it's going to sound so wrong, but the one that I looked up to. Um, and I was like, oh, how does he manage to fit his life together and do it all? Because I was, I was a mess. And this is your um, old brother? Is a mess. No, younger brother. Oh, both younger, younger brother. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Wow. So, um, so, 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 my younger—this is the same person. Uh, so, my younger brother has always been—he's always been like he's always just gone up. He's he's risen, um, and like I always knew to him, like he viewed me as kind of a waste. But today, like for example, um, like he never says anything nice to me. Um, I love him. <laughs> I love him. And I, 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 yeah, do you know what I mean? And I, and I know he loves me, but actually. He put a message up today, like just just saying like how proud he was and how like how yeah and, and how good he thought like the work that I was doing is and you know he he, he brought up my younger well not my younger because I, I wouldn't have an older nephew but he brought up my nephew um, who's 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 nine at the moment and um, like when I changed when I started changing my life around and started doing and started writing and stuff it's if you look. Uh, I was saying that I've been writing for about about ten years. Uh, my nephew's coming up to ten this year, so he's mm. kind of the catalyst for all of this. Um, and I worry. I'm really scared, like genuinely frightened, because he's now getting to that age where he stops being seen as an innocent young boy and starts being seen as a threat to society, or not society, but a threat in general. Um, when you're out and I'm really scared for that because like he has such a brightness um, and he brought the whole family together like I mean we were fragmented and he brought this whole family together and to see that young that young vibrancy and to know that in a couple of years 
society is going to completely rip that from him. And he's going to, and you know, and I've, I've tried to, there was, a, there was a book that I tried to buy him, or I bought him before, that was, uh, which was Young, Black and Gifted and all of these types of books to make sure that he understands that he is not what the media says he is. He is not a thug. He is not, okay, yes, he's, um, he's vibrant and he's energetic, but sometimes those things are mistaken in, yeah. in the outside world for really anger important. and... Really important Sorry, point, um, particularly about that young, innocent child being born into your family, bringing everyone together in that way, and then just completely out of his control almost nothing to do with him other than the way he looks that like you say that is just stripped from him mm. at some point in his life when he reaches a certain age like and that for me is like yeah i don't know what the word it's unthinkable isn't it and it's horrible it's, and it's privilege and it's a, that's what we people really still are misunderstanding the white privilege thing oh, i'm not privileged and it's that it's a sort of it's sarah's um, Sarah Jane's sons who won't have to go through that I think shift that, uh, that's what made me emotional about the video was the little girl at the end is oh and I've got two boys but I can't even just thinking of it now it makes me shake because it's to see a child sob like that because of those reasons was just heartbreaking and then you said about about black mothers fearing every time their sons go out. And I was like, I know I'll be nervous when my kids go out. And like you say, they're lively, they're four and two, and they are lively. And my oldest one swears, <laughs> he's really naughty and everything, but he is never going to be construed in the same way that a young black or mixed race man would be. And I didn't realize that. I didn't, I really didn't realize that. I was very ignorant to that. Um, and I'm cross with myself for not thinking that far outside my own white privilege. Well, Sarah, you shouldn't be, that's another thing. It's not, an, it's not about a victim. I, when you shouldn't feel bad about something. But the thing is, I, say, I don't know if I said it last week, it's a case of going, you know, we say ignorance isn't an excuse, but of course ignorance can be an excuse. But once you know something, then to, to not do anything about it afterwards makes you bad, but you're aware of it now and you do know, you didn't know before. So it's like, don't feel bad about anything, just be enlightened by it. It's all about enlightenment, this whole thing, and then we move on. Personally, the feeling bad is actually acknowledging it though and going, hey, it's like having a word with myself. And you're so sweet for protecting me and going, don't feel bad, don't feel bad, but I should feel bad actually. I should as a human being in this day and age, I'm quite well educated, I should feel bad. And I should, and, and if I don't feel bad, then there's something wrong with me. Um, and it's in feeling bad that I go, oh, I'm not going to do that again. So I know you're just being, you're being yeah. so kind. No, because I'm going to cry today. <laughs> I think, the, I think like feeling bad well. should only maybe really come after hearing something, acknowledging it, and then not doing anything about it, or mm. not changing, or not um, trying to move forward in some way, learning, you know, then feel bad. <laughs> Can I substitute that word? Um, and I've, there's a reason I use the word uncomfortable in the video, because I don't want people to feel bad, but you should feel uncomfortable. And I, I, yeah. I really want you to, 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 to really change that idea, of, because it's not, um, and I think because yeah, if, if we're talking about racism, then I want people to stop feeling bad, and I want people to feel uncomfortable. Because when you're uncomfortable, you're more willing to change things. When yeah. you feel bad, 
you're more likely to be defensive. Yes. Um, and that's why, and that, that's why, I'm, that, that's why, for example, I, I really try not to accuse anybody in the track. And it's really asking people to ask themselves that question, like, like you do. Um, and, you know, you sort of say to yourself, okay, look, so I've got kids, but will I ever feel that, that fear that they, yeah. yeah. No, so that, that's what, obviously I'll worry that they're going to do something stupid and they'll go driving and they'll do all of that but I'm not going to worry that the police are going to come down heavy on them. I'm not going to worry that people are going to abuse them and call them names that they'll find hurtful. I'm not going to worry that they sometimes might not even understand where they, they fit in. I, I just, I'm not, because we live in Lincoln, so it's it's very white. Um, I don't have any of those worries. And so you can easily trip along with your little life, loving yourself. But I think as human beings, we, we have to be, it's good to feel uncomfortable and do something about it. I think it was really interesting this week. There's been loads, of, it's been a barrage, isn't it? Which is quite rightly so. Charlene White, the, uh, the news reader on ITV, she's, I love her. And she basically said that her 70 year old auntie was called a nigger walking down the street, screamed from a car. And then it was seeing all of the comments underneath and there was um, an 11 year old boy walking uh, walking down the street, going home and he ran home in tears because he'd been called a nigger. And it's like, wow, what is this? It's sort of, where is this safe space in society that we feel that we can just actually randomly wind down the window and go, nigger, I don't, I'm, I'm really, that's why, what is this? I don't, I, Nash, what, what, where are we? Okay, so I, I, this, that there is because people, for me personally, I view that because people are called out by their kin. And when I say kin, I want to be, I, I, I'm trying to, you know, like, people aren't called out by people in their own race because I can't change racism in the white community because those people will still be racist towards me, right? But when those people are being racist, are other white people calling them out? Will they say, no, don't say that? Shoot, I've, there are people in my family that I've had to call out for being racist, not racist intentionally, but saying something that they thought was funny or whatever, but it's got racist tinges in it. And you've got to put yourself in that really uncomfortable position to turn around and say, no, one second, you can't say that. Mm. You can't do that, why, especially while I'm here. Because if I catch you saying that, I'm going to say something. And the more people that do that, the less space there is for people to feel that they can say these things. Um, and it's... What, what sometimes... Because I'm, I'm, even though I'm small, I'm well gobby, as Ash knows. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> a horrible way, though, but I just don't like injustice and I don't like people to be picked on or bullied for any reason. And um, so I know I've been in a situation before where, you know, like some young white lads have been bantering with say like a black actor and they've said things. And I've been like, I, I don't think you should say that. And, the, and then um, the black actor will go, oh no, it's all right, it's all right. And then I feel bad because I think, well, <laughs> I, I didn't really have a place. I don't, I don't, you don't know where your place is to say something and put your foot down. But I have kind of gone, well, well I don't like it. And then I felt really awkward going, oh no, now have I actually been worse than they have been to that black guy because I've, I've jumped in for his cause when I know nothing about his cause. That's, I think that's what sometimes is complicated for white people. Donna, what's your experience around 
Or also, can wow. I ask as well, Donna, with your experience, can you also, what was your, when you saw Nashia's video, what did you think of that as well? Well, first of all, I think it was incredible. Um, and I definitely, definitely felt very uncomfortable watching it in a, in, a, in a good way, if you can have that in a good way. Can I just say, it looks like I'm in a disco. I'm really not. It's just a light. But I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it. Um, um, I, just coming back on what you said before, Nash, about, like, you know, um, the social media aspect of it. Like, I, I actually haven't shared a lot because I feel uncomfortable. And I know uh, silence is violence, but I feel uncomfortable and this is the reason why. So many, many years ago, I did a photo shoot and um, it was for the Tate um, and it was about being one race. And it was different races um, basically interchanging them. So I was Caucasian um, being um, blacked up as a Nigerian lady. I, for me, I was like, I love this project to the point where I didn't even get paid for it. It was a passion project. That haunted me because I, goodness gracious, as soon as people saw it, they were like, how dare you? How dare you black up? They weren't seeing the, the context of it. So therefore, I just feel now, I just feel like I know what I know. Um, but I'm, I am terrified of, of speaking up, as it were, because I just, I'm not articulate enough because I've never been in this situation. Do you know what I mean? I've never... I've never experienced racism, racism with my black friends. I, and because maybe that's where I've been brought up, or I don't know. But I'm, I'm actually quite scared about about speaking up. And and that that I am, I'm disgusted with myself, to be honest. Um, so that's yeah. Do you know what I mean? Are you, are you scared of offending white people or black people or both? Oh no, no, no. I'm just I'm. I think I, I, I think I don't know the words I, I, I and I've got and this is why you know uh, when this happened to George Floyd I I came off I came off social media because it was too much for my head I want I, I wanted to scream and I wanted to say something but I didn't know what to say um, I don't know. It's very, very odd. And I should have said something, but I didn't, I, like I say, I didn't know what to say. Uh, but of course, behind, behind the whole social media and stuff, I'm still educating myself every day about it. Um, but yeah, I would like to know your thoughts on this. So, Maybe I should go um, to my black friend and go, hey, babe, what should I put my status today? Uh, okay, so, okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so, 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 mm -hmm. um, in regards to the blackface, um, I don't know how to comment because I don't know what the full, what the full work was, if that makes sense. I haven't mm -hmm. seen the full work to truly understand. I mean, I guess, I guess a lot of people will turn around and say like you could show like respect to other cultures without the, or African culture, without necessarily the blackface. 
right? Without having to paint up. And I, I, I but but this is the thing. It's it's so with 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 art. And I'm not talking about television. I'm not talking about music. But what I'm talking about is actual art, paintings, mm. photography, and those types of things. It's so sometimes hard to to call this stuff because at what point does it stop being art and it starts mm. being offensive? Um, yeah. I think that's the, that, that's that's the kind of fear I have. And it's not for me to say that blackface is good in this context or bad in that context. It's just I don't necessarily. I don't want to come out and say you were a bad person because I don't think you were a. I, I don't. I don't think you're a bad person. In fact, I don't. Oh, no, I, 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 I don't. I, I, you're, I you're, am you're, you're, <laughs> you're not a bad. You're not, oh you're not, lord! You're, you're not a bad person, but like you know, you were in, and this is what I want people to get away from: is this idea that racism means you are a bad mm. person. There are things that you may do in life that will offend people. But the thing is to know that, okay, fine, this has turned out offensive. I shouldn't do this again. Yeah, exactly. And that's the most important part. Um, because it's one thing to know that something's offensive um, and then go do it again, which means obviously you didn't learn from that lesson. But that's my point. And this is why I want people to get away from this idea of racism is bad. Sometimes you don't know what you're doing is going to offend. When someone says to you, mm, that's offensive, then actually, it's it's. I saw someone post up something which says, um, "Why are we even debating abolish or, or getting rid of why, why is getting rid of racism a debate? Like why why are we did why are we debating like why do we debate things like sexism? Like what what is it we're debating? Like treating people with respect? Like I, I don't understand what it yeah. is. Like C can I, I just, jump I can't, into the thing? Yeah, of course, Sorry, of course. So my thing with the Donna thing, again, I feel like um, I'm not just being like, oh, defending everybody or don't feel bad. It's not about that. But the thing with we, what we've got to, oh, well, a thing that I think we need to always remember is we're looking things retrospectively of what times were different. It doesn't mean things were right. But Donna, somebody's come to you and said, we've got this job. You know, the whole cultural context, the, the old idea of cultural appropriation and stuff wasn't around at the time. People weren't mm. aware of it. Someone's come to you and sold you a thing of, everybody all different nations we're all going to paint everybody different colors and you know just show that we're all one so if somebody sells you something and you go wow that's a great idea i want to be part of it you do it yeah and then you look at it so it's not a case of you can't feel bad about doing something that you thought was a good cause at the time and also yeah if it is a case of maybe it is a case of you know is it i mean obviously it's hard because you're in the public eye but making awareness of it as you are now it's like i did this thing then i know it was bad i'd never do it again it's like, but that we all make mistakes. How many times have we done jobs as actors that we've thought are going to be great? And you look at it, it might not even necessarily be offensive, but well, actually we did the RSC, we did the Rover. Uh, we did a play called the Rover and I'm going to call it out, but like it was, every, it was meant to be the director decided to place it in Latin America and they'd hired a load of us of color, all different races. There was somebody who was from like a part Moroccan, there was mixed race, there was black. And we're like, oh, great, great. But everybody, every one of the lead cast members was white, apart from one person who, again, it was like, he was a great actor, phenomenal actor. But it was almost like, well, we've got our token lead. We're setting it in Latin America. 
and he wasn't even one of the people who was based in Latin America. He was one of the people who were the foreigners coming in. But all the people who were the locals pulling on chairs were black people. But the fact that this director couldn't really see that, it was like, that's highly offensive. Kids are going to be coming seeing this going, oh, well, all the people with like the big parts carrying stuff on are black and you're sitting in this world. But again, when the idea was sold to us, it's great. It's not until it's in practice that you realize actually this is wrong. And then yeah. recently they asked if we could put it, if they, they could put it on, you know, for a live production. And I was like, well, if you want to put it on, you can, but you're not having my permission to put it on. I don't agree with it because it wasn't just about the cultural stuff. It was also about, you know, it was misogynistic, all these things that we realized. It's like, I get it. You want to put this, it got five star reviews <laughs> in massive newspapers. But I was like, I don't think. Who's reviewing it? Exactly. And my thing was, it, oh, it was a great production. It was not a great production. It was terrible. I do not <laughs> want to be, I'm not saying, yes, I give you permission to show. I do not want to appear in that. I don't, and again, it's like all the cast members got asked. Some people were like, fine. Some people weren't. It wasn't just me who said no, but it was a case of actually, I felt a bit bad to think it, you know, people not having an opportunity to showcase themselves on that way. For them, I feel bad for your love, but actually I don't feel bad for not allowing the production to go and it was wrong. Do you know what I mean? So, but as if I would have said, oh yeah, yeah, put it on, then I wouldn't have been, you know, using my voice in a positive way. Whereas you, Donna, getting back to the point, you know that was wrong. You're saying, I know it was wrong now, looking back, but at the time, I thought I was part of a really good project. I really thought I was. And, and, and the photographer is black. And, you know, he told me his story and, and, I, and I really, really wanted to be a part of this. However, when you just see a still of white Donner and then a Nigerian Donner, you're gonna, of course you're going to go, what the chuff is this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What are you doing? Like I say, there was no context and it, it just spiralled out of control. And I was just like, Lord God, Jesus Christ, <laughs> get me out of this shit, get me out of it. Uh, so so, I, Donna, what I'm gonna... Is that your Nigerian accent, Donna? No, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. No, 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 you know how oh goodness, was, what's like, happening now? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's the it's nothing <sighs> bad. It's just, it's, it's all out. Like, okay. You know how you sometimes you're saying like I, I don't know what it is to say. If someone mm, was to mm. come to you with that pro back then, you didn't know. But if someone was to come to you with that project now, regardless of whether they're black or not, the likelihood is you're going to turn around and say no because I feel that people are going to take this offensively, and I shouldn't be. You know, if you want to do that, and this is going to sound so no, no. In fact, I'm not going to say it. Um, but like, I was going to say, say, you know, if you want to do something like that, then maybe use someone that is black, but maybe albino and do those colour differences there oh. with someone that is okay. black and use those situations there wow. rather than, and, but this is why I'm kind of like, mm, maybe that's a bit offensive to, uh, to, to, pe to people that are albino in, you know, because maybe, you know, not even maybe, they are happy with themselves, but I don't think that's necessarily, I mean, if someone came to you with that project, then that's someone that is yeah, the point by blood is black. Think outside the box a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, yeah, than going yeah. for that. Um, I just, I just, but that's where, those are those moments there where you can turn around and say like, no, I yeah. don't think this is appropriate. Um, regardless, sometimes if the person is, because they may not necessarily, they will see that project, but not see how impactful some of the people within their project may be. Like I was mm. really worried 
at first I was I was very worried at first because I was really worried with the video that people were gonna come for Izzy mm. because this okay. was me talking about black issues and I had mm -hmm. a young white girl singing the chorus and I was really worried but I'm so glad that people have not responded that way mm. and they've responded in a way that is like thank you this shows it's not just you know it's racists against uh, or non-racist against racists Racist, yeah. um yeah um, even when we were filming it on the one. day do you remember it's like yeah. bless this is she's really sweet and she was like um oh you know it's not my video it's not my video and we were saying to it's your video it is your video yeah. You're, oh yeah don't worry about me it's like you know because it's like but you are this is you it's your story yeah. it's part of your story you are part of it it's as you say it's not whites against blacks blacks against whites it's non-racist against racists that's the thing so and it was really great to say you know sam sam's white he's not black but again yeah. it's not about this isn't a just a black thing it's a racist thing so it's kind of and it's really important that we showcase her in the same way and you know she worked hard you know, she looks and she looks great in the video as well and the video you know it all adds to the message <laughs> i just want to say to donna um oh lord yes <laughs> hey baby up, hey baby what are you gonna say <laughs> oh lord is that your jamaican break. accent donna I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, God. <laughs> on the whole social thing and not posting like i find it it's really interesting that you're a person the person you are with the sort of following you have and the talent and the voice that you have and you feel uncomfortable about writing posts and I completely understand why um and that teaches me a lot about people who aren't in your position and would feel exactly the same way and also not be saying doing posts or whatever but do you think also social media is one thing isn't it and that's one way of having a voice and having a say um and I think from what you've said you know you would turn down the same project that came around again today and uh, is it a question I don't know but I'm sure you're educating people being on this in itself is you know one thing that you are doing as I say social media is, is one thing and I'm sure you're speaking I don't know to close mates and people sort of in your close vicinity about things as well and like social media doesn't have to be everything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely, absolutely. Like I say, I'm, I am, I'm learning every every single day. And and just going back to what we were talking about last week, you know, I grew up in Yorkshire, um, so moving down to London, like it it, it was a a massive cultural shock to me. But I I find it very exciting. So, um, but I still I still and I've and unfortunately unfortunately I've never like I said before I've. I have never been in these situations where with my friends, like, I've never seen racism. So all of these things that you guys are telling me and what I'm seeing in the media on t everything, I just go, what the chuff? I can't get my head around it. I mm. can't and I get angry and I, cause I've never seen it. Mm. I've never seen it. And it, and I, I don't want to see it obviously, <laughs> but it, it's good to know about this stuff and, 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 it's all about education. It's all about education. What about you, Ashley? You haven't said anything about your opinion. Well, I, can I ask you a question, oh, Ash? Okay. Sorry, maybe yeah. this will be a good way for you to answer, but I wondered if you felt uncomfortable. Did I feel, um, do you know, when I first watched it, I must say I did feel uncomfortable actually. I oh, felt really? 
just because of this toe the line narrative that I've got in my this toe the line, you know, keep it, you know, don't cause too much of a fuss thing that I've had over the years that I've like even when Leon was talking about the RSC um play I remember I was so (laughs) psyched that I got into the Royal Shakespeare Company I was like I'll do anything I don't care and then it was only halfway through and there was a there were many incidents on that job actually that that became quite tricky around race and around Mm -hmm. the way that we were the way that we were treated as well it was like all the (laughs) all the black people were prostitutes and pimps <laughs> and then the leads were these really glamorous I mean it, they were amazing white people and so I because of that I'm having to undo it and and when I watched it there were so many things that you said and it was only when you really screamed are you fucking uncomfortable yet at the end I was like wow but I watched it four times and actually by the second time I wasn't I was fully but I could see that the how a white person or westernized in that way of sort of like keeping it all safe so you get on i could see how you could fall into that trap do you get me nash yeah no yeah completely that, that, I, that's it I that's it. For it as well for feeling like because i feel like why why but it's just because that's the way that i've been that i've been well that i've programmed myself so let's, I mean. let's get let's use nash's language now which i love let's go back to let's get rid of hate let's get rid of feeling bad and it's like i felt uncomfortable with it because i think that is i think a lot of the issues that we have at the moment are the wrong phrasing and words like i had a, uh, one of my other really good friends we were talking about stuff and i was like i was saying um white privilege is the wrong wording because you know if it was more like white advantage because you have an advantage of being white. And like, well, why should we change the wordings? And the wordings what it is. I'm like, well, who came up with it in the first place? It's like, okay, it is what it is. The meaning's what it is. But when you've got something that can have so many different connotations or it's got such a negative attachment to it, then what happens is people will rebel and backlash. You know, if I hate myself and feel bad, whereas actually I feel uncomfortable about something. Do you know what I mean? Again, it's like, I'm not doing a campaign to change white privilege to white advantage, even though I do think it would be better and the marketing idea behind it would be better. But, you know, that's the thing that we have to reprogram ourselves with. And going back to... Um, gosh, we shouldn't be talking about them actually, but going back to meetings at work where you have diversity meetings and you're all sat around the table and you're sat around with a whole white creative team, white cast, you're the only black person there and you're sat there or there'll be a black person, an Asian person and then all of the heads kind of turn to you. (laughs) And you're like, well, actually, God, how do we unpick this? And And then but actually it should be inclusion because mm. when you're then sitting there and I remember a really great friend of mine white actress who's over 50 she's a bigger woman and uh and she was like well I'm not working I'm finding it hard for me because and it was like how do we then just go inclusion mm. do you know what I mean so what advantage inclusion instead of because then everybody feels they've got a voice nobody's sort of getting into these sniping matches with each other. But I think um, that's, a, that, you see that there? That that whole sort of, because um, this is the thing, when you are the only black person or the only person of color in a room, people treat you as a monolith that you're able to speak for the whole yeah. black community. And you're not able to do that because our experiences are so different. 
are so different and so vast. It's when we talk about, when we talk, for example, it's the same way, for example, Africa is spoken about as a country. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's many countries with many different cultures. Like I'm from the South, I'm from Zimbabwe and right next door to us is South Africa, but our cultures are so different. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like trying to compare, I mean, look at us here in the UK and France across the river. Okay, across the water, across the sea. Um, look at how different and, and we've had such a close connected like relationship over the centuries but our cultures are so different um so you can't speak for anybody else apart from yourself and we need to get away from that because we've been taught for example the reason we get angry when we see someone black on the streets not smiling is because we know that they're not smiling has an impact because we're viewed the same, if that makes sense. So then we try to, but we have to turn around and say, well, no, actually, I have to get comfortable with the fact that I'm different. If he smiles, I've got to treat this like that's him. That, mm-hmm. That's that, wh- whatever that person does along the street has nothing to do with me yeah. and we've got to start shouting that sorry that was I went off on a little bit of a tangent there but no I um, don't think yeah. it's a tangent I think you know just... we just want an even kill actually I remember working at the BBC and um they were like really going into one the producers were really going into one about making sure that we've got ethnic names and all of that and I was like yeah we absolutely should and you know of course they made sure that it was the, there was representation on the face of the TV but I remember sitting there one day with one of the producers and looking behind the scenes and looking at the cameramen and the directors and the producers and I actually said to the head producer which is probably why I don't work anymore (laughs) and I actually actually said to her I think it's great that there is so much diversity in front of the camera I think it's disgraceful that there's none whatsoever behind the camera because we had one black guy that was an electrician and the only other black faces at the BBC that I saw when I was working at it was only CB because it wasn't a huge deal were were the cleaners not directors and producers Mm. and people that would be able to impart all of this knowledge this uh, you know this other view to our children our Mm. children it's so important that our children have a a big diverse view of the world and yet i mean here's the thing i mean like if you take if you take something like um filming let's take let's take filming um having people behind the camera that understand how to film black skin and Mm. how to get it to shine Mm. and how to get the light to bounce off it is really important because otherwise what you end up having is this type of thing where, okay, fine, there are black people that that, that are there on the screen or whatever, but they're always dull. They're always kind of toned down. They're not allowed to shine the way their white counterparts are, right? And these little things have an impact when some young black kid is watching that tv why is it that i can very see very little features so then what you then end up having is people not liking certain shades of brown Mm. because they don't see them etc 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 and this leads down so many routes but Mm. this is why it's so important it's great have people on the front of the camera brilliant actually wonderful we're doing something but if you don't know how to utilize those people on the front of in front of the camera properly because there's no one that actually understands them behind the camera Yes. That's, it's a completely, the thing is, 
it's like working in film and television. You can't light, uh, you can't light white people the same as you like dark skinned people. You can't light a dark skinned person the same as you'd light a mixed race person. It's completely different. It's a different skill. But what happens is you've got a lot of these big, massive institutions who are employing like really phenomenal DOPs, but from a time when everybody on screen was white. So, but what happens is you're on set. Like I've had it when I was directing a show and there was a mixture of different characters, different colors. And um, we turned around and we were on the black actress's face and it was like, and it wasn't, and I was like, it's dark, it's a bit dark. Yeah, 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 it's just because that's where we lit it. And then literally another actor come behind my shoulder because, you know, I think it was my first block of episodes. They'd be like, are you happy with it? I went, no, not really, say something. So I went to the DOP, I said, look, can we get a bit? And Ashley, you know, the actress, um, and I was like, can we get just a little, I just need a little bit more light, need a bit of film, need a bit of thing, because you need to be able to see it, but they would have let it go, it would have gone through, because mm -hmm. in their mind as well, to actually, for them to go forward and do it, they feel uncomfortable. And they totally yeah. feel uncomfortable because they think, oh, am I bringing, and again, it's that thing. And but they will be translating that uncomfortable without our new Nash language. It will be, I feel bad, I feel rude. So actually, if they just replace that, go, oh, I feel a bit uncomfortable doing that. No, it's fine because the actress would have said, fill me with light, let me see me. It's like, I'm sick of seeing black holes on the screen. But then for the white person to hear that, they go, oh God, do you think, it's like, no, there's nothing wrong with feeling uncomfortable, let's just fix it. But it's the same on all sides, you know, makeup people, black skin is different. You can't use the same makeup. You can't, you, you know, it has to be, you need specifics. And also it doesn't mean you have to be black to do it, but if you've got somebody who is of color who understands it, you'll get to be able to put different highlighting shades on girls with darker skin. It's like, there's nothing wrong with feeling uncomfortable or saying, I don't really know how to do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, let's yeah. get, let's yeah. make that the message of this. It's fine to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, but nice. when I actually said that to that producer, she was cross with me. She was cross. Because she and felt uncomfortable. And I don't think she would have been cross. Obviously, if I'd, if I'd not been a white person, she probably would have taken it in the way that it was meant to be, mm. just going, why is that? But because I was a white person, she was like, oh, for goodness sake, Sarah Jane, what now? Yeah, the black people aren't saying this, so why are you? Yeah, That's what it would have come across. Yeah, yeah, but I was like, but someone's got to say it, haven't they? Mm. Someone's, someone's got to, especially. I really that. don't want, I don't, what I really want is, what I don't want is for those experiences to stop you from, like, like literally Donna, Sarah, I don't want those experiences to stop you from speaking out. I want you to really, like genuinely, I really want you to embrace that uncomfortableness. Yeah. And just continue, continue to, speak even when you feel that you can't if if you say something and someone is a, a, offended by that then that's okay you've learned something yeah can i just say um, like i sorry nash um okay. i will always speak out however social media for me is a different thing yeah i don't yeah. like it it's i hard. hate it good and, it can and ruin I, careers rather... though why should you have I, to put yourself out there to do that well, it's no, just, no, I'm not it's saying just... you shouldn't. No, sorry, no, I'm, again, I'm not. I'm not saying you shouldn't not speak just to ruin your career. But you can't. People can't judge somebody from 160 characters on a Twitter feed. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you, using your voice, doing stuff like this, and also making comments and whatever. But it's like again, because 
but I, I understood. Sorry, I will let you speak. Sorry, because you have no, to, I, I find this is a very important thing. It's like I do monitor what I say on social media because it can be taken in lots of ways. I think very hard about what I put out, how I put it out, what it's used for. There's nothing wrong with that. And for someone to judge me and say, you shouldn't be doing it by that, I said, well, you come and live my life and see how I live. Yeah. And then, so it's like nobody can judge you for doing what you do on your, because you, at the end of the day, you're, it's not just about, when you're in the public eye, it's not just about you. It's about, you know, your family. It's about all the people around you. It's not just about your employment. It's about your all the people who know you and know your family and what they think of them. It affects many, many people. There's many people behind you as a public figure who's like, and it's mm-hmm. very important. It's like, I know that everything I say, my mom, when she goes to work, will be judged by it if someone's seen it. Do you know what I mean? So you, you, you do need to monitor your public presence. Do you know what I mean? So sorry, mm-hmm. carry on, Donna. I mean, I've been in the papers many times not monitoring my voice on social media, usually for just naughty, rude things, if I'm honest. But it is true. Now I'm 46. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to not say things Mm. like that. Sorry, Donna, carry on. I cut you off. No, no, I I was just going to say, you know, that I definitely will speak out. And that's the sort of person I am. To be honest, I don't actually give a shit. Like if if people that's no, that's the wrong words. But like if I see anything bad happening on the chuffing streets, I'll be like, what the chuff are you doing? Do you know what I mean? I don't I'm not I'm not actually afraid of getting hurt or beaten up or anything like actually there is one thing that I'm I fear fear for is my weave getting pulled off. That's <laughs> one <laughs> thing that will frighten the shit out of me. I no, mean that's a viral today as well, by the way. But thanks, bye. Um, but you know, I, I will always speak up. Absolutely always. And 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 I maybe I don't know, because I don't put a lot on social media anyway, because, I, I, like I say, I find it very uncomfortable. I'm like, it's, it's all very wanky, isn't it, social media? Can I say wanky? Just said it yeah. twice. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I understand. And, and, and you know, and, and doing this podcast is, is like you say, Jennifer, it's, you know, it's great, because I'm learning things every Sunday, and I love it. Thank you. Guys, <laughs> I really need your help with something, actually. Because Who? Last- Me? No, all of you. I need all oh, of right. your help. Oh. <laughs> Last week, I I said something that got my mum to call me uh, because I brought her up, and then my oh. brother came round. Oh, and he goes, and actually quite right, so threw the book at me um, about something that I said, and that was when I said, and what it was, it was bad timing, and I'm learning, a sort of like trying to uh, curate something like this. I said about when I was being mistaken for North African all the time. Like I kept on the, like just literally, it was almost overnight. Like I don't know if it was the area that I was, that I was going to, or it was Asalaam Alaikum and everybody was like, no, surely you're Eritrean or Ethiopian. And as somebody who's, and I'm, I know that I'm African before Grenada, there was definitely Africa. And I'm very proud of that, but it was just a new experience. As a younger guy, you know, it was a long time ago. All of a sudden, when you'll be, well, I was very proudly Grenadian. I'd just been to see my granddad over there. And then I was getting, Assalamu alaikum, Assalamu alaikum. And what I did last week is I brought my mum into it, which is not right. But I said, I, it wasn't what she'd said about um, Somalian people. She hadn't. It was just that she was working at a school that was had a lot of Somalian children, Somalian children, they just got, um, Somalians actually arrived en masse to the country um, in, 1990, in 1991. 
that was our first so it was a new thing for it was a new thing for me um I when I said and I did and I did a I kind of did an impression last week as well when I watched it back and my brother was going this is not cool it's terrible what are you thinking and it was the same way I'm not defending or what I did, but it was the same way as like I go yama or yeah, a yeah man thing, like a Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I would do, and I did a bit of a, and I could see how that could be construed as awful. Um, but so I don't, do I want to? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it because I wrapped it up. You didn't say anything Obviously. bad though. I've listened to that bit about three times, three or four times afterwards, because you phoned me up saying, and I was like, and again, I'm like, I'm not being Mr. Defending everybody on the panel today, but you said, oh, I said, did I say negative stuff about being small? And I went, no. So then I looked it back. You said my mum worked in a school that had been predominantly Somalian and there'd been, there'd been um, trouble or something. There'd been... No, 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 no. Just because I can't cope with this oh. week again. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Okay. No, 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 no. I did. I said, um, my mum worked in a school where there had been Somalian children, and it had been problematic. Yeah, but you said like, a, but in my mind, you'd said as in her work had been problematic, and you tied. Yeah, her work. And you tied not, that. They, you never Somalian. said that. Yeah, you never said that there'd been a hundred. Watch it back. Think, but I suppose there are triggers. When for family on this kind of platform, when you're saying these things, for the, and you're bringing people into it, but I I've been looking and I, over the, since then I looked and I went actually I've got a North African look North African look bring it on bring it all on I'm fully accepting and I'm fully you know and I've got an Eritrean friend who I who actually watched it and I said oh were you were you offended were you offended by what I said and she said no because actually it's I suppose it's is it like when New Zealand people and Australian, you go, oh, you're Australian to, to uh, somebody from New Zealand. No, 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 no. I suppose it was a little bit of that. Mm. But in no way, you know, I've just done a DNA test that's coming back in, um, you know, when you spit into the thing and send off the <laughs> DNA and it's coming back. I, I bring on. I thought you were about to say I'm 100% that bitch. But <laughs> I thought you were about to say I'm 100% that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm 100% that bitch. But, you know, bring it on. If there's a DNA test, and if there's got Eritrean, Somalian, Ethiopian, yes, bring it on. There's no, there's no me, there's no better black, is what I'm trying to say. I just you think know, it's a real lesson that you've learned there mm. and that we can all yeah. take away from. Mm. Exactly the thing where you're feeling uncomfortable about something mm. you've said. So you've gone back, you've thought about yeah. it, you've moved on, and you've learned something, and it probably won't happen again. And isn't that the purpose of what we've done this for? This and I think able- it's absolutely important to be turning the mirror on our black selves as well. Mm. I think it's I, so no, important, like, like Jennifer, you... you you really, I think, I think you really encompass that. Like, here's the thing. This is something that you said that you have been able to look back and see how it can be problematic, regardless of whether it has been or it, ha- or, or, or it has or it hasn't been. Well, my words are not with me today. This is why I write <laughs> everything down. Um, but you, you, you can see how it could be problematic and you've gone to address that 
straight away. Yeah, like, like it's not something where we've where we waited six months down the line, and you're doing your pod podcast in six months, and you're like, oh, someone brought this up to me like a little while ago, and I thought oh, I would sit on it. Um, but like you know, when you've realised, as soon as you've realised, you've addressed it. And that, I think, is it the moment like people do that and rather than argue with people about whether it is or it isn't offensive, you just acknowledge that it could be to someone. Mm. And, and as you've done, just call it out publicly the same way it was said publicly. Sometimes, do you know what? All we're looking for is for someone to acknowledge. Mm. Just acknowledge. Nothing more nothing less and it's so simple this is why i love sorry yeah carry on no i was gonna say this is why this this is why i love my boyfriend because like you know he's white he 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 when i say like look such and such he doesn't argue with me about it he just says okay how do i make that better or how do i change this like what can we do um, and it's not a thing of like him wanting to be taught or anything like that, but he's just, he's open and that's what we need to be mm. open mm. and just willing, willing, willing to, for it not to be nice for a couple of seconds, because once those unnice seconds are done, like I guarantee you right now, you're like, okay, cool. That's a weight off my shoulders. Mm. Yeah. And also yeah? for my white point of view that it was and this sounds awful and it is awful you don't I don't you know I don't think about where a black because it's for me black people live in this country so you're from this country and that's that that's the end of it but so I don't think about that there's loads of different places that people can come from and that's another lot of different cultures as well and like you said um Nash about Frank we're completely different to France and and I and I don't think what you said it could have been offensive, but it, it could be construed as the way that sometimes I get cast as uh, East European or a fairy, even. I often get cast as a fairy. So I think, it's, <laughs> I think you know, it's, it's, you know, I could be like, oh, not another fairy, but, uh, or a cat. I'm always a cat. Why? Um, but so I think, I think you didn't mean it offensively. Therefore, no. and it's nice that you apologise, but also from my point of view, view so therefore from the white people watching I think it would have made us think oh gosh yeah of course I am so just thinking in a straight line here that I'm not even seeing that there are lots of different cultures involved mm, in, our yeah. world, in our country and I I said to Leon earlier my friend um who's a white lady with mixed race children and they don't have a father she actually texted me and she lives in Lincoln so it's very very white and she said, I watched the first 10 minutes and she said, and then I couldn't stop watching. And it really helped me as a white mum raising mixed race children to see what they go through. And so you should be proud of what you're doing, because in talking about things that, as Nash says, that are uncomfortable, mm. we are opening doors for people and we're helping. Like, you know, Nash said about children, this is about the next generation. Yeah. It is. And certainly my children, if they were racist in any way, and like I said last week, they don't even see colour yet, which is fabulous. I don't want them to ever see colour unless they're sticking up for somebody and going, don't, don't you dare speak to my friend like that. Um, but if they ever did and they said something wrong, 
I will beat them. <laughs> I won't beat them. Put <laughs> 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 toys off them. That'd be trouble. <laughs> so um, I, I want. Let's, so yeah, there was sure. there was there was there was a program that was uh, on. I've not watched it, but I I I hear people talk, um, and it was this whole discussion of like you know they, they I think they put like a group of white kids in a room and a group of black kids in a room, and mm. the white kids were very uncomfortable talking about race, but the black kids were like yeah okay cool whatever we talk we you know let's let's let's, let's have this out, um, but it's making sure that both groups um because it's it's going to be uncomfortable for a little while it is let's not let's not beat around the bush like it's going to be uncomfortable for a long while but there will come a point and i'm i'm hopeful there will come a point where it stops being uncomfortable to talk about race mm -hmm. and it's just something that we do like we talk about like yeah i mean it, it is that thing of uh, where i sit in the track like you know are you uncomfortable? Do you lower your voice when you say the word black to describe a person? Like it's such, like you know, when people are like, oh, oh, you know, my my black friend. Yeah, that's what triggers or, most or, people who I've watched it with. That's the one point. Like my wife friends when they go, oh, as soon as that gets said, they go, <gasps> and they realize it because it's the same with any. Is you know when people go, oh, you know, he's gay, you know, the gay one, yeah, or the, <laughs> and it's that. And if you have to do that, then you know that it's. Uh, do you know what I mean? So, and I think that's one of the. I mean, you know me. I'm like one of your biggest poetry fans, anyway. But it's like that was. I thought you're so clever. And when you said earlier on, your brother, if your brother's the clever one, then bloody yeah, <laughs> because you sir, are an absolute genius, and I'm made up that you came on today. Like you've really, you inspire me all the time. So thank you so much, sir. You just, you just incredible you. to hear you talk, and and actually, it's so. It just, I will be thinking about this now for a week, and you're just. So we've got to get together in real life, actually. To meet yeah, Nash, uh, one meter plus guys. <laughs> Come in, one meter plus everybody. Uh, be, yeah. be, uh, but use your common sense. Um, what are the <laughs> crappers you come out with? <laughs> Should we call it a day? Yes. Say that again. Should we call it a day? Let's call it a day. I am so so thank happy you so much for having me. Today. No, thank, thank you. you. Oh, nice Thanks everybody for Love coming on this to chat. Yes, and we will all. See you soon. Thank you, guys. And thank Bye. you, guys. Nash, it's okay if we Best put things. your um, YouTube video on social media. And is there any? Of course, of course. That you? I, mean, like, I won't be doing that. <laughs> oh, and we'll put links over oh, anybody listening we'll put links because uh, it was Jen brought up last week which was great a couple of the things that were mentioned so anything that's mentioned we'll go through the podcast and we'll link it either in the podcast or on the YouTube so there'll be a link to Nash's uh, video and anything else that we've mentioned if anyone can send the links over I'll make sure they're in the description yeah and the, and the program that Nash was the program that Nash was referring to was the school that tried to end racism oh you said I have a confession to make, Ash. I'm sorry I just copied and pasted your thing, but I was scared of what to put in a white person way. So this week, I'm just going to put what I think, and then, yeah. 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 I, didn't want, I was like, I don't know what I'm allowed to put here, so I'm just going to copy and paste that. That's it. We've got to get rid of all that. <laughs> so, yeah, I won't do that this week. Yeah. <laughs> Right, enjoy your Sunday, everybody. Take care. Stay blessed. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.